Welcome to the Pitch Vision Academy Cricket Show. Half an hour or so of cricket chat. We talk about coaching. We talk about playing the game, whatever level you're at. Um, and hopefully somewhere along the line will help you out. My name is David Hinchliffe. I sort of run things around here, but uh, only to keep people on the straight and narrow a little bit. And um, who do I keep on the straight and narrow? Well, I do my best, first of all, to keep Mark Garraway on the straight and narrow. He's the director of cricket at Millfield School. How's it going, Garris? All the best trying to keep me on the straight and narrow, mates. Many <laughs> have tried over the years and many have failed. Uh, yeah, all good. All good, actually. Yeah, I'm having a great week. I've uh, done loads of uh, cricket coaching around some fantastic people. I've uh, done a culture session talking to uh, a Team GB's dog agility team. That's the old one where they go over things and in and out of things and through tunnels, and that's the dogs rather than the uh, handlers. And uh, I spent the day working with uh, um, uh, Exeter Chiefs, the Premiership Rugby Champions yesterday, which was absolutely fascinating. So in terms of having lots of different stimulus this week, it's been right up there. All right, Okay. well, we'll see if we can tap into that at some point then. Secondly... It's the Head of Cricket Performance at Portsmouth Grammar School. It's Sam Lavery. Hello, Lavers. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Really good. Busy uh, busy half-term as always down here. All the, all the teachers swan off and I'm, uh, I'm left in the sports hall to, uh, to crack on with things, which is actually really good because there's, oh, there's so much you can get done when you've got a lot, of, a lot of time and space without being interrupted. So we've got loads done this week, had loads of boys in for one-to-ones, a couple of girls in for the one-to-ones as well, and um, yeah, gone really well. Yeah, once you get those pesky teachers out of the way, you can get some proper work done. Absolutely. Let's get on to some questions now. Questions that have been sent into the show by uh, listeners or perhaps readers to the PitchVision website over at pitchvision.com. And uh, just to let you know how this works very quickly, we answer those questions, choose the best question that wins a prize, and that's an online coaching course from PitchVision Academy at pitchvision.com at the end of the show. And if you want to send in your questions to future shows, you can do that by emailing coach at pitchvision.com. First question is from someone who I believe it's a uh, it's a nom de plume. It's Jewel, and Jewel says, "I am a 32 year old immigrant in New Zealand from Pakistan. I'm a reasonable batsman, or that's what I like to think. But almost all of the cricket that I've played is with a tennis ball in Pakistan. Anyway, I decided to try my luck in a warm up match in New Zealand, which has been played on a cemented and matted wicket. Before my turn to bat, I thought it'd be easy." and I'll rotate the strike. But to my surprise, I couldn't middle a single ball into the spinners. <clears throat> I stayed there for 20 balls in which almost 10 were completely missed. From the rest of the 10 balls, I nicked three catches to slip, which were dropped, finally getting caught behind on the fourth nick. Although this was my first experience with proper hardball cricket in many years, I couldn't believe how bad I'd played. It was an embarrassment. Even the balls that were coming straight which I thought I could straight drive them easily were going to square leg after hitting the bat. Is it that hard to switch from tennis ball cricket to hardball cricket? Um, welcome to my career, by the way. That sounded very familiar. I got some cold sweats whilst I was listening to that. Nick, <laughs> nicking it to slip and not being able to hit it at all. Uh, that sounds um, yeah, very, very familiar indeed. Um, 
Uh, and I didn't have the excuse <laughs> of adapting from tennis ball to uh, to hardball uh, either. Um, so, uh, but I should imagine, and, and having not done this, um, gone from tennis ball to hardball, I can't speak from experience, but the, the adaptation is going to be fairly significant. And the way that the ball reacts through the air, the way that the ball reacts off the surface, and the fact that you're you're playing on on completely new surfaces to yourself as well. You know, it, it, it's going to take. England adaptation time when they're in Australia this coming week uh, ahead, of, ahead of the Ashes as it has done obviously for England women team who lost the first two uh, ODIs and then come back in the in the third one it takes us a while that's why it's so difficult for overseas touring sides to to win um, you know when they're playing on, on opposition grounds really so it does take a period of time and that's you know you've got the added uh, Disadvantage, I suppose, of going from tennis ball to to cricket ball. One of, one of the sayings that we, we're sort of developing here at school is that when somebody tries a new skill, which this is what it is for you, that they get quite down early and get quite frustrated that they they can't do a new skill. Well, the bottom line is is that playing with a hard ball is a new skill, even if it, you know for you ten years the difference between the last time you played with a hard ball and, and now and you shouldn't necessarily expect to just fall into it. It's a, probably an unrealistic expectation. And the same we've got at school is if you walk into your first Japanese or Mandarin class then you're not going to be able to speak fluently. So you shouldn't expect necessarily to be able to nail a, a new shot that you've never played before or a shot that you're playing in a completely different way. So set your expectation levels probably more realistically um, and give yourself some time and learn from learn from the uh, from the mistakes and you know edging it to slip there's a good chance that you're not falling onto the line of the ball I should imagine and I'd focus more onto that how can you get yourself in line with the ball better how can you get the back face squaring up to the ball better would be my starting point and then uh, instead of sliding off the edge of the bat uh, you'll be getting uh, more chance of getting it somewhere in the middle or, or hitting an outside half so give yourself a best chance manage your expectation um, and uh, and see if you can line the ball up uh, get right behind the ball and see if that helps He's had a shocker, hasn't he, Leavers? I'm sure. I'm sure um, you've seen it happen as well. You know, someone who you consider to be a reasonable player has just gone out there and looked all at sea. Well, it happens all the time. I think everyone's played. Everyone in England has played cricket with an Australian guy who's come over with a cracking CV, and he's tur- he's turned <laughs> up in <laughs> April or May, and he's chipped it at cover, chipped it mid off, chipped it mid on, and then chipped it back at the bowler. And um, it's just different conditions, and it's just going to take time to adapt and. If you think about the, the type of surface you're now playing on, you're playing on a concrete concrete block under a mat, so it's going to be very quick, very bouncy. In comparison to what you've played on before, what, you said you played with a tennis ball. I would imagine that was a taped ball, but it may not have been. If it's a tennis ball, it's going to be a hell of a lot slower, but it's going to be bouncy. If it's a taped ball, it's going to be extremely low and there's going to be no bouncing involved. So whatever conditions you're in before us are so alien to what you're going to be in now, it's going to be very difficult, and the skills that the skills that you have, your ability to play a play a straight drive, play a cover drive, play a pull shot, play a sweep, whatever it might be, they're all still going to be relevant, and they're still going to be so valuable to you. So you're so far ahead of a, a beginner, but you're just going to have to work out when to apply these different skills in the completely different environment you've now got. So the ball in the past that you thought was the one you could just drive down the ground or work singles around or whatever you, you, you thought you could do might be slightly different now. So 
the best option or well, the best thing to do now for me would be go and expose yourself to as many overs of, of, of bowling as you can in the conditions you're going to play in and just start building up that bank of knowledge that, that you had previously with your tennis ball cricket back in uh, back in Pakistan. And the, the more you can build up there, the more you'll learn how you adapt your shots and your games to your new circumstances. And, and once you've done that, you might find that um, you have a little bit more success and you start getting given out LBW or something <laughs> instead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can only echo that. And also probably, you know, maybe, maybe if the first time for 10 years that you ever played with a hard ball you, you go in without doing any practice at all maybe give yourself a little bit of a break as you said Garris you know and in the in the interim now that's happened uh, possibly have a net before your next game yeah, might, might, might just help you out a bit <laughs> keep it simple get in the nets hit a couple of balls get a bit of confidence in yourself and then maybe you'll you know maybe you'll get a run or two in your next game and it'll start building up from there Next question is from Sudindra, and Sudindra says, what is actually a decent speed for a 17-year-old fast bowler? Cool, that is a good question. Hold on, let me just go across to my fast bowling coach over here, <laughs> and I'm going to ask my <laughs> fast bowling going. coach, who's sitting there <laughs> grinning at me, going, what is going to happen next? What is a good speed for a 17-year-old fast bowler? Now, he's not been queued up on this, and this could or might not be a sarcastic Garraway answer. <laughs> the big draw of breath, everybody. Drum roll, please. Uh, I suppose it would be dependent on your skill set. Oh, shut up. Dependent on his skill set. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> so, be braver. Uh, okay. That's uh, 70 plus. So, 70 plus. Be... Is that miles per hour? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, se- 70 plus is, that would Sorry. be deemed good, would it? So I'd what is that. seventy in what seventy in um, in kph for those around the world? Let's have a little look. Let's go kph. Uh, no miles an hour. Mph to. Well, let's have a look. It's um, seventy. It's one hundred and twelve point six five uh, lavers. Yeah. So so seventy miles an hour nice and, and mm-hmm. what would be out of our fast bowlers, what would be the percentage of seventeen year olds that are hitting that here at the moment? Fifty percent. Yeah, so fifty percent of our fast bowlers would be would be on that, of which most of those are involved at county level or EPP level or uh, academy level. We've got some that we've got some that are approaching eighty in yeah. that, but I think anybody 70 plus is going to... I put the bowling machine on 70 this morning to a very good player, one of our England internationals. And, you know, it, it gets down there, a decent lick, that. And that's obviously, you know, without there being a, a seam or uh, on the ball as well, so which obviously can cause problems for, for batters. So I think anything above 70 is pretty good. You, you'll have other bowling coaches out there claiming that they've got... 25 bowlers bowling at 463 miles an hour but if you're if you're letting it go at 70 mile an hour plus and if you're getting up towards 77 you're going pretty well if you think Matthew Hoggard at the height of his career in 2005 bowled the ball rarely over 81 miles an hour but obviously had some skill sets around that that made him incredibly effective that Glenn McGrath was rarely over 80 mile an hour but then you had people in that series 
um, bowling significantly quicker. So you know, if you've got a, you've got a fast bowler as a kid that's bowling it to nearly 80 miles an hour at the age of, of 17, with all that physical growth that's going to happen, uh, all that maturity that's going to go into the body, and the amount of training that they're going to do if they are hitting those speeds, then uh, it's a pretty good starting point for an adult being able to hit some fairly uh, illustrious speeds, I would say. And I guess uh, context is the other thing, isn't it, Lavis? I mean, you know, if you are if you if you're playing club cricket, that's you know that's slightly. But and you maybe haven't got any ambition, major major ambitions to be uh, you know playing for your country in the next five years, then maybe you think, oh well, you know, I'll just uh, I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy to bowl as fast as I can and uh, maybe push it up a little bit every year. But you know, it's the actual number the actual number isn't the problem. It's you know what what I want to get out of it. So. Um, it, it, it depends on the context of, of where you're playing as well, doesn't it, and, and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. The speed is one part of your of your kind of set of skills, isn't it? And and it's a pretty important part. And if you, and if you are trying to be a fast bowler, it's it's a, it's a big part. But um, there are other things that go around it. And if you're if you're bowling down at 55 miles an hour at 17, you're probably not going to come out as a as a real fast bowler. Um, but uh, we've we've got guys that range from. I've had um, three of the of the or six form boys in this week who are bowlers, and we've probably got about eight or nine seamers in that group. Um, and out of the three, um, one of them that was speedgun yesterday was sixty nine miles an hour from a shortish run up, um, which is the first time he's bowled in about eight weeks. I'd have said. Um, so he will probably probably end up at sort of 73, 74, we'd, we'd like to think, by the start of the season when he's outside. Um, and the other two are, one is on 70 exactly, actually, and the other one was kind of 68. Um, again, off both, both off short and runs, so they're kind of round about, round about there. Um, but they're also aware of what they're trying to achieve. One of them would push, push himself forward as trying to be a, an all-rounder in the game and and try and go as far as he can. Um, the other two are very uh, very big lovers of the game and just enjoy playing cricket, whether it's school cricket or club cricket. They will continue to play, I'm sure, for the next 15, 20 years and they will enjoy it as they go along. They've not particular ambitions to play professionally, but they still want to be as good as they can and they're, and they're still going to enjoy it. So um, I think you've, you, you have got to... Be aware that speed is one part of it, but it's clearly is quite a big, a big chunk of the things you can offer as a fast bowler. Yeah, and if you get, it's like any one measure, isn't it? If you get completely obsessed by that one measure, then you, you know, you're training for the test rather than for what you, what you want to achieve. Yeah, the and, gym uh, numbers, the gym numbers don't win games, do they? No, exactly. So you know, you've got to be able to, you know, take that in in the in a broader context and say to yourself, okay, well, all right, I, you know, maybe I'm not quite at the speed I want to be at, but um, you know, there's other things I can do um, to either get to that speed or get some different skills which allow me to to do more with what I do have. So you know, there's like every single question that we get asked here, the the answer is pretty much usually it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Unless uh, unless we get the Gareth's answer of uh, 350 miles an hour, and that's a decent pace. That is a decent yeah. pace. <laughs> At any age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's all we've got time for on the show this week. Uh, We are going to wrap it up. But before we go, there is just one more thing we need to do, and that is decide on the winner of this week's competition, which is, of course, the online coaching course from Pitch Vision Academy at pitchvision.com. And the two questions, of course, are Jules' question about that horror first game he had back and Sidindra's question about decent speed for fast bowlers. Which one did you prefer this week, Garris? I'm going to have to go with Jules' question because it brought me out in cold sweats um, and took me back to my playing days. So uh, I'm going to go with that one this week. Congratulations, Jules. And Gareth, if someone else was listening into the show and they wanted to send in a question, maybe win that prize, how could they get in touch with us? They could give us a call on 0203 239 7543 or drop us an email on coach at pitchvision.com. That's right. There's lots of other ways you can get in touch with us as well. You can reach us through the PitchVision social media system over at pitchvision.com. Just look for the PitchVision Academy account there and you can message us directly. You can also get us through other social media. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash pitchvisionacademy and Twitter is at pitchvisionacad. You can subscribe to the show. Uh, that comes out every week and it's free and you can just do a search for Pitch Vision Academy in your favourite podcast app to do that or you can head over to pitchvision.com slash academy and click on the podcast link for all the old show notes, download the show, stream the show from there, do that from any device that you want. That's all for this week. We hope you listen next week but until then, have a good week. Cheers, Garris. Cheers, Lavers. Cheers all. Cheers, guys.